Now, do you wear a smartwatch like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch to monitor your fitness? Well, you're not alone. Over half the Irish population uses wearable technology to track their exercise goals and fitness. The technology can do more. It monitors your heart rate, calorie consumption and your sleep. And all of that information is then put into the hands of the companies who own the technology. But should we? And should we be concerned about what they might do with that information in the future? Well, Calva Doherty is Associate Professor at the UCD School of Public Health, Physiotherapy and Sports Science. And he has been researching uh, the use of wearable fitness uh, technology. Good afternoon, um, Calva Doherty, and welcome to the programme. Thanks very much and thanks for having me on. The uh, fitness wearables, lots of people uh, own them. Are they actually any good at tracking your fitness and monitoring your health? Well, they're certainly getting better and better. Um, It wasn't that long ago, even when these devices were becoming mainstream. I mean, the first commercially available device was released in 2009. And there are a lot more than just pedometers and heart rate monitors now. When it comes to their accuracy, um, yes, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of context specific. But for the most part, in certain contexts, your wearable can measure your step count, your heart rate, your blood oxygen saturation, your respiratory rate, changes in body temperature, your aerobic capacity, which is a really strong predictor of your mortality risk, and much, much more with with a pretty decent degree of accuracy, I would say. And accuracy is improving. So the, these watches, they, they know a lot about us. They know where we live, where we work, where we play, what time we go to bed at, how long we sleep, and even our heart rate, as you've said there. Um, this is all really uh, personal information, private information, um, uh, which we're putting into the hands of, of big tech companies, the people who make these watches. Is it wise? Well... It's something that we should certainly be talking about because the data that these devices are capturing is of a different order to what we're used to sharing. I think we've all grown very accustomed to the idea that Google or Meta or TikTok or Amazon probably have a very good idea of our internet browsing behaviors, what we like and dislike, what we want to buy or watch or what we desire. They know how to keep our eyes glued to the screens, but health data is different. You see, there's almost a a confluence of factors going on here. As I've said, wearables are getting more and more accurate, they're getting more and more popular, and they're getting more and more advanced. So they're better able to measure more aspects of your health Mm. with greater precision. Now, we've got more people wearing these devices, and these devices could give private companies with the right contextual information, information about your risk of disease, your current health profile, your mortality risk, how much you are likely to cost a healthcare system. But yes, that is potentially problematic, but I'm a bit of an optimist and I think that this data could be incredibly valuable for offloading healthcare systems and un- unburdening the healthcare system, for example. And, and people, I mean, I, I know that you have done some research, you've surveyed over a thousand people who, who use uh, this technology and you've asked them if they were concerned about uh, how their personal and private data was, was being used. Um, are people concerned uh, or do people see the benefits of owning uh, fitness technology as outweighing any downside? In a word, I'd have to say for the, that, that people are not. 
Um, in that survey you mentioned, we, we were curious about how much people actually think about where their data ends up. You know, when you click agree on all those terms without really reading them, there's a chance you're letting your data get passed around more than you'd like, especially if you're linking your workout data to other apps like for tracking what you eat. But it turns out, based on that survey, most most folks aren't losing sleep over it. We found that less than 10% were in any way worried about their data sharing business. And I think that is an extension of how comfortable we've become sharing our online behaviors and not worrying about the fact that cookies are tra- um, tracking us across multiple websites. I, I, but I know- like I said, the data is 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 a lot more powerful when mm. it comes to health. And, and do you see in, into the future then this data being used as, as a diagnostic tool? Yeah, because in, in my view, wearables will get more and more accurate. They'll be better and more capable in measuring lots of aspects of your health. Now, this might be used as a force for good. Um, it might be able used to identify those who, because of their behaviors or biometric profiles now, are at an increased risk of cardiovascular disease or metabolic disease or neurological disease 10, 20 or 30 years down the line. Now, maybe this would be leveraged to increase your insurance premium or deny you insurance altogether, but it could also be the trigger of a long-term program of prevention where you are contacted by your healthcare provider and empowered to make the necessary lifestyle changes to decrease that risk. Mm. And maybe it will be a way for us to take a bit of pressure off of our healthcare systems. All right. Calva Doherty, Associate Professor of the UCD School of Public Health, Physiotherapy and Sports Science. Thank you very much indeed for talking to us today. After the break, we'll be talking polls with political scientist Theresa Reedy in Cork.